I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to get stuck into some of the most unsung heroes in premiership winning teams. Myself and Matty the Waterboy, we've got about a 20 minute clip here for you guys. The full episode will be available on YouTube tonight at 6pm. Cook dinner, grab yourself a beer, sit on the lounge, chuck it on the TV. About an hour or so talking about some of the great unsung heroes from premiership history in premiership winning sides. An absolutely cracking Jack. Jackson Hastings not joining us for this episode. Obviously moving up to Newcastle and whatnot. A pretty uh, busy little bee at the moment. But myself and Maddie, we're holding down the fort and we're getting stuck into some of the unsung heroes from premiership winning teams. 6pm tonight on YouTube. Nah, just wingers in general. They do a good job. They do do, do a good job. And uh, I'll tell you what, on that note, I'm actually – I had him at number three. I'm going to start with him because he's another winger. Uh, you mentioned Brett Morris. Now, Brett Morris uh, signed by the Roosters. In the later parts of his career as an experienced winger to come to the side, and he paid huge dividends. 20 years before that, the Roosters signed a winger with the initials BM, Brett Mullins. <laughs> Ricky Stewart was the head coach of the Sydney Roosters in his first year. And that twenty, that 2002 Roosters, a very good side. Yeah, obviously, they won the premiership. Sensational side led by Brad Fittler. The forward pack was just an all-international pack. It was sensational. But when you have a look at their backs, at that point in their careers, it wasn't overly stacked. And I think that Ricky Stewart at the start of that season made the decision, okay, I need to get some experience into this back line. So he rang his old mate, uh, Brett Mullen, too. He played in the year 2000. 2001, I, I, I don't think he came out of retirement. He must have been injured, but he didn't play a single game. Ricky Stewart called Brett Mullins. He came up to play for the Roosters. As you know, champion fullback for a very long time. He actually played a bit of fullback to start the season. I'm not sure why that was. Luke Phillips might have been injured or something. But anyway, he reverts back to the wing and had an unbelievable season. Absolutely killed it for the Sydney Roosters, Brett Mullins. Uh, in the last five weeks... 
He scored six tries. The only game he didn't score in the last five weeks was in the grand final. Uh, The last week of the regular season, he actually moves back to fullback. So this is a couple of weeks before he retires. He scores three tries in that game against the Sharkies. Uh, And then it was was a bit weird, actually. The Roosters played the Sharks in the last week of of 2002, and then they played them in the first week of the qualifying final. So played the Sharkies back-to-back weeks. Uh, They then had that great game against the Newcastle Knights where they exploded in the second half. Uh, Then they beat the Broncos. Then they played the New Zealand Warriors in the grand final to win that one. And Brett Mullins, he sets up the first try. I want to say Shannon Hegarty scores the first try. 2002 grand final. Brett Mullins goes down the left edge and he fullback comes across. I think it was Ivan Cleary actually throws a pass inside and they score. But Brett Mullins, obviously he's remembered for all of his achievements at the at the Canberra Raiders, the Green Greyhound, some unbelievable things he did there. But And he won comps there as well, of course. He was sensational. But then he comes back for his last season in the NRL, does a mate a favour, does Ricky Stewart a favour essentially, comes back to the Sydney, goes to the Sydney Roosters, uh, wins a comp there. And for another little piece of history, which is pretty crazy, Brett Mullins, he won the grand final of the Roosters in 2002. Do you know when the last grand final the Roosters won was, Matty? Nah, 75. 75. Do you know who the winger was for the Roosters? No. Bill Mullins, his old man. You're kidding. Yeah, pretty crazy. So that was back in the day when when footballers would also have jobs that they would work. And I remember uh, my dad or my uncle used to tell me a story that Bill Mullins was actually uh, their garbage man. And really? at the same time, yeah, winning comp. So pretty crazy that 1975, 2002, what's that, 27 years? Yeah. Uh, father and son on the sting for the Sydney Roosters. Once oh, again, same that. initials, crazy. BM. Yeah, Bill remember. Mullins, Brett Mullins, Brett Morris. <laughs> pretty wild. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Anything else you want to add on the great nah, Brett Mullins? No, not really. I mean, oh, by the way, he I just Googled it. He went to Super League in 2001. He went to the Super League, did he? So then he can't, wow. Yeah. So pulled out of pulled out of Leeds, I think it was. But he only played, yeah, he played twelve games for the Rhinos in two thousand and one, and scored, yeah, scored four tries. So. Yeah, wow. And I mean, that was that was in two thousand two. It says here he's he's fifty one now, so he must have been a good age then. He must have been thirty one or so mm. as a winger yeah, in the bad. year two thousand and two. That was pretty old. So, but yeah, when you do have a look at uh, that. It actually should be noticed, noted too. Brett Mullins, he's got two nephews that are running around in the NRL at the moment. Do you know who they are, Matty? I have no idea. One of them is James Schiller down at the oh, Canberra Raiders. I think I remember Timmy saying that. Yeah? yeah. The other one, this will shock you. We actually spoke about him earlier today on another podcast me and Matty did. Jack Hetherington. Fuck, really? Yeah, wild, eh? Wow. Crazy. Oh, I wouldn't have picked that either unless it was here. But yeah, as I said, when you go back and have a look at that Roosters side from 2002, when you have a look at the back line, you had Brett Mullins, but then you had a young Justin Hodges, a young Shannon Hegarty, a young Anthony Minicello. Luke Phillips was at fullback. That, that, that game was the last game that he played in the NRL, of course. Too tough for his own good Luke Phillips. But as far as Hodges, Hegarty, Minicello, all these guys retired, you know, 10-odd years later. This is before Shannon Hegarty went to South, before Minicello moved to fullback. Um, Hodjo, he went back to the Brisbane Broncos in about two or three years' time. Uh, so all really young guys, Ricky Stewart addressed that, brought Brett Mullins uh, back from the Super League. I thought it was from Canberra, but from the Super League. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. They go on to win that grand final. But I think that whole Mullins, Bill and Brett, 27 years apart. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Crazy, can, crazy to think can about. Can I give you one more stat? Brett Mullins' career win rate was 
67%. Yep. How good is that? He only went below 50 once in 1992. Doesn't that say a lot about him, eh? Obviously in some good teams, but as I always say, good players make good teams. Mm, Exactly. All right, Matty, my next guy. Uh, I think he's a very, very underrated player, and I think he's a cracking uh, trivia question as well. I think people don't realise how much this guy did in his career and that he actually managed to win two premierships at two different clubs. And I would argue that the two premierships he won, they're probably the two most unbelievable premierships in definitely my lifetime and I think for the last 50 or 60 years, realistically. Paul Fatawira. Now... For some of you, I don't reckon you'll even be able to piece together where he won two premierships. He won a premiership with Penrith in 2003, uh, played 2004 with Penrith, and then arrived at the West Tigers in 2005. So he was a starting centre for the Penrith Panthers in 2003 and the West Tigers in 2005. Pretty crazy roller coaster, eh, Matty? Uh, I mean, what? Like you're right. I haven't really thought of it like this, but the Panthers 2003 grand final was incredible and so was the West Tigers in the same but a different way and you're right like if I just think really casually back to the last two decades they probably are the most two unbelievable kind of underdoggy stories and he was part of both of them which is quite fascinating and he's a guy that doesn't get mentioned when you talk about either of those teams well he's the definition of an unsung hero yeah he he is the unsung hero just to give you an indication that year with with the Penrith Panthers, we, we all know the narrative, unbelievable. And Paul Fadawira played just about every single game. He played 26 games that year. I think they played about 28. So he missed missed one or two here and there. He lost three of his first four games. So he loses in round one, round two, and then he lost in round four. Uh, from that point on, he lost a grand total of two games of football for the rest of the year mm. and one with the Penrith Panthers. Funnily enough, uh, they were back-to-back losses, one of them against the Sydney Roosters, who they went on to beat in the grand final that year. Pretty crazy. So when you have a look at 2003, um, he played 26 games there. The year after, he backs it up with Penrith again, plays 26 games. The year after that, he goes to the West Tigers, he plays 27 games. Now, those are the only three times throughout his career he played more than 20 times in a season, and he won two premierships in those three years. Pretty incredible stuff. The West Tigers in 05, we all know this narrative as well. Um, incredible. It was actually a stretch of about four weeks heading into this final series. I think it was the last three weeks and week one of the finals where he scored about seven tries in three weeks. He went, he went on a real tear. A little bit quieter in the finals, but... Once again, 27 games. I think he might have missed one throughout this entire season. But, uh, Matty, pretty incredible to think, you know, if you, were, if you would have gone back to 2001 and said, or 2002 and said, hey, over the next few years you're going to play for the Panthers and the West Tigers, if you play finals once, mm. you're fucking lucky, I think, considering how those teams were going at that point. And both teams win premierships, win the craziest premierships we've probably ever seen. Yeah, and how, how after that Tigers win, how did he come down from that two in two in three years? I was looking at his 2005 year as well. I know the Tigers had a slow start, but he also, you spoke about his try scoring at the end of the year. He scored 10 tries in his first 11 weeks, wow. all at centre, and then kind of dried up in the middle, and then he had that little spurt at the end. Um, yeah, what a fascinating career, Paul. Like, I just, I just didn't know. He's just a guy, and he also does some fantastic things in the mental health space. I believe he's back over there in New Zealand. He does some fantastic things. So check out his Instagram, doing really good things. Uh, 16 games for the Kiwis as well. As you said with his try scoring, 
Uh, there was only two seasons he scored above 10 tries in. Uh, 2003, 2005. 2005 for the Tigers, he scores 18 tries. For a centre, that's a pretty good knock. Especially when, I mean, I, I bet you've never heard someone say, remember when Fatawira scored 18 tries for the premiership winning West Tigers? I mean, you talk about other premiership winning teams and you remember all their strike centres. Paul Fatawira was their strike centre. No one talks about him. It's funny you say that. So I've got the 2005, how many tries did he score? 18. So I've got the 2005 top five try scorers of the year. It's got Sean Berrigan and Billy Slater, one and two with 19. And then it's got the three next best with 18, but his name's not even on the list. If that, doesn't, if that doesn't say anything. So it's Colin Best, teammate Pat Richards, and Matty Bowen, all in 18. Let, let, let me ask you this, Matty. Where to real... Oh, sorry. Those are... Oh, wait. Are those are from... Did he score in any of the finals? Yes. Yeah, I think he scored one in the finals. So he, he might okay. not be on that list. So yeah, it was, He did score one try in yeah, the finals. Yeah, he did. All right. So my apologies. It was 17 the regular season. So though. what does that mean? He was the fourth highest try scorer of the season? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, pretty impressive. Now, Matty, we're, both, we're two pretty keen rugby league nerds. As I said, no one talks about the strike centre from the Tigers being Paul Fatawira. Who was the other centre? The Tigers? Yeah. I don't reckon I would have got this, to be honest with you. Well, I certainly won't. Shane Elford. <sighs> nope, wouldn't have got that. When you think about like you think about all these premiership winning sides we talk about, they've all got a strike centre, whether it be a GI, Jamie Lyon, a Michael Jennings, a Stephen Crichton, one of these guys. This West Tigers side, and oh, I think we should probably talk about Paul Fatawira more. Realistically, you think about that back line, it's really only Pat Richards we talk about. Brett Hodgson a little bit, but Daniel Fitzhenry, Shane Elford, Paul Fatawira. Far out. And the Crazy. Cowboys had Josh Hanna and Paul Bowman, who were both guns. Yeah. I'll never forget this 05 season. I remember the Tigers. They uh, they obviously went on this incredible run. It was awesome. Um, and on the bench for them was the current Cowboys coach, Todd Payton. You'll really like this one, Matty. I was living like uh, in Universal Street, sort of in Mascot East Lakes. And I remember there was always a house in the street. There was always a heap of noise coming from on a Saturday night. I remember one day I realised that uh, Daniel Fitzhenry and Todd Payton were living there. No way. Yeah, and I remember at one point they were throwing out just a bag, a West Tigers bag. I remember driving past and thinking, fuck, that might have kid in it. Maybe. <laughs> I remember I, 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 I snuck over and got it. Had nothing in it, but I had this West Tigers giant kit bag as a fucking 13-year-old. Oh, that's the best. The best thing in the world. And then, and that was when they were shit. Then six months later, they won a comp. Fuck. It was unreal. What were they, what were they doing living in East Lakes? No idea. Careful what you say, my friend. Very, very careful. No, I'm just saying this. Like, you don't do want to you, fuck around with uh, 2018, okay? I, I grew up in 2018, <laughs> first of all. But second, Which street were you in? I was Rosebury, but I was Lever Street. Yeah, it's not East right, Lakes. Right, yeah, no, it's Rosebury, but it's right near the New Market. But no, I was saying it's nowhere near... They've got fucking Campbelltown. Nowhere near it, yeah. It's nowhere near either of their fucking home bases. Yeah, wild. Whatever. That's why it took me ages to sort of... I saw them and I was like, I'm probably wrong. It's probably not them. But Todd Payton, pretty... You're not going to mistake Todd Payton for many other people, realistically. No. Uh, but, yeah, pretty crazy story there. And, uh, yeah, Paul Fatawira, champion player. But he played for five clubs, and we, we already sort of had a look at it before, so we know the answer here. But just have a think to yourself for a minute at home. Which clubs did Paul Fatawira play for? Obviously, the Panthers and the West Tigers. Uh, the other three clubs he played for... He played a grand total of 12 games between all three of them. Uh, he played for the hey, Auckland uh, not, not just that, 12, 12 games over how many years? Uh, well, across those three teams, it was 12 games across three years. No, no, no. I mean, his first... Uh, one moment, one moment, I'll get it up. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so okay, his okay. first... What is his first three seasons in the NRL? Yeah. He played, what, 21 games of football? Yeah, hang on. Sorry. I know what I want to say here, but I'm not... I, 
All right, so it was over. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Twelve seasons. The first one was in 2000 and the second one was in 2011. Yeah, wild. So he must have had a Super League stint in between that, did he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he went to Huddersfield, yeah, Huddersfield. for a few years. Yeah. So in the year 2000, he played for a team. In the year 2001, he played for a different team. In 2011, he played for a different side. 2000, he played for Auckland. Uh, so obviously the New Zealand Warriors, they were called the Auckland Warriors at that point. He played five games in that season. 2001, he actually moved to the Melbourne Storm, one that would stump a lot of people. Played six games there, scored two tries. And then 10 years later, he finished his career with one game at the Parramatta Eels. Played I, one game there. I couldn't believe that when I read that I, yeah I can't like now that I've read it like I think I kind of I feel like I can see it yeah I got it, a feeling it was around the Chris Walker sort of time yeah Parramatta but I don't I definitely would not have picked it and I certainly wouldn't have picked Melbourne either I, yeah. I think I knew Warriors but um yeah I wouldn't have got those other two didn't win a single game at the Warriors or the Eels poor bastard <sighs> but it is insane I think never played more than 20 games outside of the two years he won the comp and the one in between that. You'll cop no losses in a few games when you win two of the most unbelievable premierships of all time. Well, uh, imagine imagine him signing with the West Tigers thinking, oh, well, had a good run. I was involved in something pretty special. Crazy. I'll just take advantage of that now. And then winning that 05 premiership. Which one do you reckon would be more special, Matty? If you could have been in either of those two sides, Panthers uh, 03 or the West Tigers 05, which would you have rather been in? Oh, my God. Like... It's so it's so hard to answer because I don't want to take away f- from either of them. Just I reckon t- I reckon just Tigers, just the Tigers, just the Tigers. I'm not I'm ignoring the game because if it's the game, I'd love to beat the Roosters. But um, I just yeah that that Tigers Premiership was something special. I mean they both were, but they came out of nowhere. I think if you were if you're enjoying yourself, I reckon that Tigers team with a young Princey, mm. young Benji, young Robbie. I can, and like without a real, respectfully to all those guys, without an established superstar, yeah. like they didn't have, like at least Penrith had Craig Gow, Preston Campbell, Reese West, these sort of guys. I reckon that West Tiger year would have been unreal. Two pretty good jerseys, by the way. Oh, we spoke about that before. The Cowboys jersey was sick and the, wait, did you mean the Panthers oh, I meant the Panthers 03 or, or Tigers Bam. 05. Which one do you prefer? Oh, such a good question. I don't know. I probably t- probably the Tigers again. Tigers. Yeah, we hadn't really seen a jersey like that before. That nah. was isn't that crazy? Like I look look back at that jersey and go, that was fucking unreal. If they would have got the spoon that year, I reckon I'd hate that jersey. Yeah, hundred percent. I remember I I once only once have I bought a jersey like a special jersey before it came out, yeah. and it was when South were playing Brisbane in I'm gonna say twenty anywhere between 2015 to 2016 17. I don't know. And it was a super, one of the Superman jerseys. I used to love the Superman jersey, but it was like the um, the bony beigey color one. Yeah, I'm like, yes, I'll get it. Brisbane 
and more more specifically, Anthony Milford absolutely <laughs> tore us apart. I've never worn it since. Never worn it? No. It's just in my wardrobe somewhere. It's cursed. Grim. All right, Paul Fatawera, my unsung hero from the West Tigers and the Penrith Panthers. Uh, my last one, mate, and this is a guy that um, I, I'm surprised he hasn't come up in some of our underrated chats and whatnot. Tough as fucking nails. Never got to play Origin. Never got to play rep football. Thankfully, won a comp uh, with the Bulldogs in 2004. This episode will be live at 6pm tonight on YouTube. And then tomorrow on YouTube, we're going to go through our Penrith Panthers best 2023 side. Their best 17. Very interesting. Obviously, Appy and Kikau leaving. Plenty of changes there. It's going to be a very interesting year for the Panthers. Plenty of content coming on the YouTube channel, guys. Go there. Type in Rugby League Guru and you can get stuck into it all there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.